I hope you missed me, and I'm happy to be back. Hey everyone, my name is Emily Escorcia. I'm your host, and you guys are tuned in to Talk About It. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to talk to you guys again. It has been such a long time. I know a lot of you have been anxiously waiting for me to put out a new episode. To be honest, I have just been extremely busy and focusing on a lot of other things. The past year has been absolute insanity. I cannot wait to catch you guys up, but let's start off by saying thank you so much for tuning back in and spending your extra time here with me listening to the podcast. So where the heck have I been? <laughs> to be honest, I have been focusing on some side businesses as well as my new job. I am six months into a new position, which took me about 10 months to acquire. I had lost my job sometime last year or even the year before, I think. And I spent the time in between those jobs really hustling hard. Despite not having financial stability and despite not having the support that I desperately needed in those moments, I was able to come out by basically creating two small businesses, one that was dog sitting and swimming lessons and the other that was small business website development as well as social media management. Between those two projects, I was able to sustain myself for the 10 months that I was between jobs and not only did I do that, but I learned to get out of two extremely toxic relationships. And before I got in front of this microphone, I wanted to make sure that I felt like I was in a really good place to be able to speak about my experiences, including the toxic relationships that I got out of, you know, the struggles with unemployment that I experienced and all these different aspects of adulthood that really served as lessons and stepping stones for my resilience. So I wanted to take the opportunity of my welcome back after so long to talk about resilience and tenacity and what it takes to truly not let life get you down. This episode is for my hardworking people, for my students, for my moms, for my single parents, for my out here on my own with no family, no support, out here being the first person to break generational curses, the first person in my family to reach financial stability, the first person to start a business in my family. I am talking to all of you today. When I first lost my job, I'll be honest with you guys, I had full confidence that I had the background, the experience, the personality to be able to just bounce right back, get a job right away. But I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the general climate of business, jobs, technology, everything going on right now, but it's not that easy to get a job, at least not in this current climate. That may change, and I hope it does, because a lot of really great educated people from the workforce that have been laid off are now, you know, just trying to make ends meet and figure out a way to get ahead, get along. But the reality is that it took a lot took a lot of resources that is a big pillar of resilience and tenacity is being able to realize hey this part of it I can't do it myself I cannot and I need to reach out to someone and you do that's real strength looking out to your community and hopefully being able to have one if you don't there are always you know professional resources accessible for underfunded people but 
you definitely need to go out there and look for those resources yourself. Now, that's not to say that you're going to need to rely on people for everything or you're going to need to turn to people in your corner for everything either. There is a lot that comes out of these difficult moments that needs to be internal and internally driven, self-motivation, if you will. But I truly believe that in community, we all thrive so much better. I had so many people in the time that I was truly, truly going through difficulty that were really helpful to me. Maybe people that I didn't speak to as often or even have that close of a relationship to, but knowing that I could help them in other ways and they could help me in other ways, that aspect of community and just being kind to one another, being empathetic to the fact that we are all struggling every single day is so helpful. I also believe that one thing that helped me through these difficult moments and many difficult moments in my life is a general true blue faith in humanity and goodness. I believe that there is good out in the world. I believe that there are good people out in the world. No matter, yes, I'm aware that there are bad people out in the world too and they exist and they are monsters. But above all, I know for a fact because I exist and the people that I love exist, there are good people out in this world. There are good opportunities for me. Whatever path has been paved for me in this universe cannot be taken away from me. I'm the only one who can take that away from myself and I refuse to do that. And so if you have that general consensus that there is goodness out in the world and good opportunity for you, I truly believe that no matter how negative you are, how dark of a space you're in, if you use that as your home base, like, look, life sucks. Life is hard. I'm going through it right now. Life is kicking my ass right now. But I know for a fact that there is good opportunity out there for me. If you tell yourself that, I promise you, no matter how dark the room gets, there will be light there. I also want to be sure to engrave it into your head that this can be applied across the board to relationships, to jobs, to difficulty, all these different things. Tell yourself there is goodness out in the world, no matter what is happening. If you're in a bad relationship, you know what? I know that there's a good person out there who's going to love me for me and treat me better. I know that there's a job out there who's going to treat me better, who's going to pay me better, who's going to value me. And that was also my mentality when applying for different jobs because so many employers will take advantage of you, will abuse you, will suck the juice out of every single energy that you have. And so using that as my homing beacon, even when applying to jobs, I told myself there is a job that's going to pay me the salary I want. There is a job that has the benefits I need. And I got it. It took a little time, <laughs> but I definitely got it. And I do believe that the way that I was treating myself in that moment with compassion and just telling myself, you can do this. You can get through this. It is really fucking hard and you are really struggling bitch but you are going to get through this and you know just not quitting not giving up telling yourself like there are different avenues in which i can make this happen just have faith in yourself have faith in the universe have faith in good people out there because good people will support you and finally bust your ass bitch really honestly do what you gotta do you cannot be above truly hard work like waking up extra early doing Uber if you have to, doing small jobs that don't pay what you want in the meantime that you're trying to work at the goal that you're actually trying to get. 
There are gonna be many moments in life where there is literally no other way around it but to bust your ass, put your nose to the pavement, and just get after it. Even if it means that you're doing a job that you know might change in a few months and you're not gonna be doing that long term, it's literally just helping you survive in that moment. Or even if it's a stepping stone for a training or a different skill set or certificate that's gonna elevate you in your career or whatever goal you're trying to achieve, you have to understand that there are elements of hard work that you just simply cannot get around. Be true to yourself, set your goals up, tell yourself what you wanna accomplish and go for it. Really, really go for it for no other reason than believing that you can do it. And I believe you can do it. Whatever the heck your mind is putting yourself to do, you can absolutely do it. If you wanna be an astronaut, get to it, bitch. But you can absolutely do it. If you wanna be a lawyer, get to it. If you want to be a hustler mom who wakes up and does her hair every day, set that alarm, girl. Drink that coffee. Put the fucking kids to bed. Do what you got to do, but be that person for yourself, for your family, for your community, for all the people who have supported you along the way, because it is what resilience is all about. Keep going because you can and because it gets better. It truly, truly does. The dark does not stay dark forever and it does come back. That's life. That's truly just how life is. It's a roller coaster. You have ups, you have downs, you have a great job, you lose it. You have a great relationship, you break up. You have a great house, you lose it. You move out. All these different things happen. It happens. That's life. But what matters is not letting it stop you. I also want to specify that resting does not mean that you have been stopped. It does not mean that you are lazy. It does not mean that you have let yourself go. I want you to have compassion from the aspect of the negativity of how hard life is to also having self-compassion for just taking a freaking nap. Take the nap. Take a break. Have the cookie. Do what you need to do to make yourself feel better in the moments that you really truly need to rest and also get yourself going. All of this with the underlying mentality of I'm doing this because I love myself and because I believe in myself, not because I hate myself, not because I'm lazy, not because I want to kick my ass, not because everybody's doing so much better. I want you to stop that. If your self-talk is predominantly negative, I really want you to sit with that. I really want you to pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself when you're going through a difficult time. Pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself when you are trying to rest. No matter how much else is going on in your life, you need to rest and you need to have compassion for yourself when difficulties are happening because they will not stop. Difficulties in life will not stop, okay? There will always be another difficulty. Life will continue to throw obstacles in your way no matter what. And you have to tell yourself, I can do this. I can handle this. I will find resources when I need to. I will reach out to my community and I will love myself through this moment. No matter how hard it is, I will tell myself that with kindness, we will rest and get through this. Even if you're the type of person who's like, no, I'd rather keep going. I'd rather work through the pain. I'd rather do this and that. I mean, go for it. But you have to be conscious of burnout you have to be conscious of emotional burnout too. You can only handle beating yourself up for so long. And if you continue to sustainably live that way, you're not a good time to be around. 
most likely i'm gonna be real with you if you want to be someone who enjoys life enjoys their company enjoys even difficulty and finds ways around it you have to be compassionate with yourself you have to be compassionate with rest you have to be compassionate with mistakes you have to be compassionate with just general humanity if you're the type of person who's like no I'm going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to tell myself I'm a fat lard and nobody's going to tell me anything. And I'm just going to work all day so that I can have all this money in the bank. Okay. Where are the people that love you? Where is your home life? Where is your enjoyment in general? Like, I know that there are people out there who think that hustle culture is necessary. And to an extent, financially, it probably is. Even within that hustle culture, you need to find a way to rest. You need to find self-compassion. You need to find kindness within all of that. You can be a go-getter, but you still need to love yourself through those moments and be kind and rest. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. You're going to get sick, and I don't want that for anyone. Now, I'm going to be truly real with you. I am not here to give you the end-all be-all answer for every difficulty out in the world. I don't know your life. I don't know the details of your difficulty. To be frank, most people don't. Even most people in your own inner circle don't know the details of your difficulty. That might be by choice. That might be by just general, you know, busyness of life and how the way adult life works. Or it is so difficult and it is so ongoing. It is something that needs consistent resource and structuring and organization that is going to need slow but steady planning. And that is something that only you can do. Only you and the people around you and the resources within you that you know that you can access. One example of this is motherhood. There's no band-aid that's going to fix it. There's no one resource that's going to be able to make raising kids easier. But there are a overwhelming amount of different types of resources that can help you in different departments of motherhood or fatherhood. I don't mean to discriminate against dads. <laughs> but yes, if you are in a predicament, for example, like parenthood, that is much more complex than simply applying for jobs. You need to figure out the best course of action for your family, for your organized system. Do you need to have a counselor? Do you need to have supplemental income? Do you need to have someone do the laundry for you? All of these are different avenues that you can venture into your particular problem. We obviously have to acknowledge that a lot of these different resources come with privilege and some of them are just not accessible. And that's why I always want to remind people that you cannot do everything by yourself. You have to accept assistance in certain aspects of your life, whether it be as simple as finding a babysitter or as complex as finding a found family that you feel you can rely on. All of these different aspects of interpersonal relationships are really important when it comes to dealing with difficult problems. You cannot do a lot of things alone in a vacuum it just doesn't exist nobody does anything by themselves even at a job where you feel oh i'm the only employee you still have managers you still have bosses you still have people who structured things for you unless you are literally an entrepreneur and even with an entrepreneurship you need an accountant you need somebody to run your website you need somebody who's going to help you get off the ground whether it be an investor or somebody you know who's smarter in business than you a mentor it is not something that you can do alone. 
and whether it be YouTube videos or anything like that, you need to acknowledge the resources and accept assistance as necessary. You are human and don't be afraid of asking for help. Another aspect of being successful in the face of adversity is self-awareness. We have talked about self-awareness before, and if you have not listened to that episode, please go back and do so. Because if we are not aware of the different behaviors and patterns that we are putting ourselves into and creating difficult and harmful systems for ourselves, accepting toxic behavior, not allowing certain boundaries to be respected, you can tell yourself, hey, hang on. You're doing something that's messed up for yourself. You are harming your own goals. You are getting in your own way right now. Like you are not taking care of yourself. All of that is super important to be aware of. Now for my pessimists, my realists, my okay, we can't be happy all the time people. It's true. I wasn't. I wasn't happy all the time. I cried a lot. I was sad a lot. I was frustrated a lot. (laughs) I was you know, at the end of my rope a lot. And what happens in those moments is you just have to feel it. You just have to let yourself be upset. You can't stop yourself from feeling a particular type of way because most of the time you have every right to feel that way. Life does suck sometimes and you have every right to be sad and be upset and cry and scream and yell and, you know, have your moment. But it's super important to just not let that be where it ends. That's not where this story is going to end. I am not going to keep crying into perpetuity. I will cry and I will dust myself off and I will tell myself that you're going to cry again. <laughs> you're going to be upset again. And it's just important to tell yourself that it's not the end of the world. You've been through so much. There has been so many other things that you've had to deal with and there will probably be bigger problems and fish to fry in the future as well. There are definitely moments where obviously mental health comes into play and your general well-being will be questioned and you are not having a good time. Or if you're facing medical difficulties where it's like, Emily, I am in a hospital bed. I cannot get up and do anything. But what you can do is talk to yourself and tell yourself, your body is doing a fucking fantastic job at even keeping you alive is it going to be resolved i don't know is it going to be perfect i don't know is your your medical condition going to be you know taken care of i truly don't know but i do know that you're here with me and that you are a very capable human just like so many out there in the world i can't think of a single person that i have ever come across I have seen people come out of hell and back and you can do it too. I'm not going to sit here and very obnoxiously tell you that there's going to be a solution to your problem 100%. There very well might not be, but there may be resources to give you some sort of cushion and flexibility. And even if you are in a hospital bed, if you are alive and you are conscious You have the opportunity to, at the very least, be good to yourself. And I believe that you can do that. I'm going to divulge some of the different ways that I specifically talked to myself past a specific problem. So when I lost my job, I just kept telling myself and reminding myself of the skills that I actually accumulated. Like realistically, 
put it on paper. What did you do in that job, in jobs before, and how valuable is that really? I started looking up comparable salaries to the type of skill set that I have put out there. Let's, you know, narrow down whatever I've done and be able to separate it into different categories like human resources, payroll, accounting, whatever, and what you've done in each role and how valuable you are in each department and how I can transfer that into maybe one particular job title or multiple job titles and what type of salary range that would fall into. That is one concrete way that I gave myself the confidence to know, okay, you can go out there, you can find a job, this is the type of salary you can ask for and this is the type of skill set that you have to deliver upfront and what you're willing and capable of learning once you get the position. Be ready, have that in your hand and sell your ass off. Sell yourself. That is how I talk myself through difficult job and unemployment moments. When it came to relationships and like the toxic one that I left and one that cheated on me even, I would just tell myself a lot of these issues that they're facing and they are perpetuating onto me is internal, myself included. Anything that I have outwardly put out there that was violent or negative is my own harm in myself, my trauma coming out. And so when I sat with my own trauma and I worked on myself, I saw how I was better in different relationships. And when I saw that their pattern of behavior was not changing, it was because I knew that they were not trying to work on that aspect of themselves and they weren't going to. And so I had to relinquish that aspect of control. Like it has nothing to do with me. They have aspects of their own personality that they are not ready to release. They are not ready to grow past. And whatever I did choose to grow past, I'm going to continue to hold on to that. And I am not going to let this person's mistake get in the way of my growth and prosperity. I have been able to overcome my own obstacles and be better at communication, be better with the way that I argue or want to establish a boundary, be better about the way that I respect people when they have disrespected me even. And so that to me was enough to tell myself, there is someone out there in the world who's going to love and respect you and grow with you or has grown themselves in a way that is going to be respectful of another person's growth. You don't need to be disrespectful or rude or hurtful or toxic to disagree or be different people or have different interests. None of that is necessary with violence. And so that was also the aspect that got me through the relationship toxicity and the relationship negativity and adversity that I was facing. Some things are out of my hands. Some things I cannot control, I cannot change, nor do I want to because better things are out there for me. And you just have to let go. I know it's easier said than done. And some people have a better footing underneath themselves to be able to let go. Some people are just very angry. Some people are very resentful and that's not necessarily their fault. It could be a long history of things and could be a family development of things or a long-term relationship resentment. You have to learn to let go of the things that are just not within your control. Just take a deep breath and just let it go because it has nothing to do with you. 
This also applies for relationships with people that you absolutely love and you're trying to make amends or you're trying to take steps towards growing together, maybe towards a more healthy version of what you already have and love. And they're just not cooperating or they don't believe in taking those steps. They don't want to or they believe that this is who they are and you should accept them as they are. I would argue that, you know, if you're not ready to walk away from that relationship or it's not a relationship that you ever want to walk away from, let's say a parent or a sibling, I think you need to accept that they are who they are to a certain extent. And I say that not as an enabler or trying to dismiss their poor behavior or mentality. It's more so to keep yourself from further harm because if you are aware of the behavior that they extend out into the world and into your relationship, you can protect yourself to an extent. You can mentally prepare to not react. You can create emotional cushion that tells yourself, this is who they are. I cannot change them, but I can walk away from a difficult conversation. I can tell them that upset me. And I can, you know, revisit the conversation or revisit the relationship in a different avenue. I can distance myself, but still see them. I can call them less, but, you know, still check up on them or send them text messages. It is better to accept that is who they are and either walk away from the relationship, the conversation, the debate, whatever might be happening, or simply tune it out. Find a way to tune it out. People will change when they want to, not when pressure is applied. It doesn't matter what kind of pressure. External pressure is only effective if the internal dialogue also matches that energy. So this version of radical acceptance with the way that people behave among relationships and the way that crossing of certain boundaries does not deter their behavior or implement any type of change helped me to understand that certain relationships are just not for you. Some of them will be and will be worth working through. There are different nuances behind every single person's behavior, right? Like family or history, like I said, any kind of relationship resentment. Those different aspects of your life are going to be what frames your lens in this world. And so you can look at a particular problem or a conversation with a different person and say, you know what, I'm going to compromise. I'm going to let you in. I'm going to be more intimate and share my feelings, my emotions about this particular scenario and try to work with that person. Or you and or the other person might be completely blocked off. They're not willing to work with you. They do not want to change. They have no intention of changing their mind, whether it be romantic, professional, family, there are people who you're going to come across that are frankly just going to be stubborn, are disrespectful, crossing boundaries, all of the above. And you have to understand that it's your choice to walk away from these relationships. You can let it consume you, you can let it drive you crazy, you can be stressed, or you can simply understand that this person is who they are. They are not going to listen to me, even if they have directly disrespected me and I'm communicating that in a what I think is effective way. They don't care. And so when it comes to these romantic relationships, job relationships, family relationships, any kind of interpersonal relationship that you feel like, oh, wow, I'm really at a standstill. I don't have anywhere to go from here. You might want to consider simply walking away. 
And I know that's easier said than done in a lot of different scenarios, but at the very least, this is your opportunity to start forming an escape plan. I also mentioned previously a faith in humanity that was necessary to kind of get you through those moments because you know that a certain job's going to open up or the universe is just going to open up opportunities for you. And while that may be true, you also have to have this unwavering faith in yourself, even in the darkest moments that you're going to be facing because it's bound to happen. You have to have faith that the only person who's truly going to be able to get you out of there is you, you, your mind, your body, your spirit, your hard work. No one's going to do the work for you. No one's going to sit there and pat you on the back 24 seven. Yeah, you might have great support, but the reality is even the greatest of support is flawed and it's not there 24 seven. Another aspect of humanity that feeds into this is simply loneliness. So many people in this world, no matter what the age, have experienced serious bouts of loneliness, feeling like, wow, I really don't have the support I need in this world. I'm really struggling and nobody cares. Nobody's listening to me or the people that I am venting to have a limited ability to help you or really help you emotionally process the problem. Sometimes people are just not the support that you need them to be. And that's not their fault. And that's not a crime. <laughs> it's not a bad thing either. It doesn't make them a bad friend. It doesn't make them a bad person. A lot of times people are just very consumed with their own lives. And that is normal and human. What is also a very tough pill to swallow for some people is that people are very different. Some people are more emotional than others. Some people care about other problems at a higher significance than others. Some people have a better time communicating. Some people are not vulnerable at all. The list can go on and on and on. And whatever expectations you place on these types of relationships is really going to harm you more than it's going to harm anyone else. Short of a job description that's going to be super detailed and give you everything outlined perfectly for the expectations placed in front of you. Expectations are obviously subjective and hard to attain. With that being said, there will always be balance with people who actually love and appreciate you. The people who value you in your life are going to make pockets of time where they can speak to you. They vent to you, you vent to them. You meet up for coffee, you have conversations, you have hugs and, you know, sweet moments. But people who are consistently absent in your life, regardless of whatever you have communicated with them, those are the people that I would argue need to be pushed away outside of center as much as possible. I know that's incredibly difficult when it's someone you truly love or you thought loved you back. It's important to understand that love might look differently from person to person, but it's not going to feel like absence. It never will feel like absence. And so if you truly feel like you are being unsupported, your boundaries are being crossed, you're disrespected, and you feel like this is truly a relationship that is harming me more than doing good for me, and this is not even a blood relative or something like that that I would even consider dealing with this, please walk away. There are so many opportunities in this life for joy, peace, tranquility, truly just exceptional moments of happiness in this life. If you feel like the relationship is truly causing you more stress than joy, if you are struggling at every single turn, you might want to consider that this is simply not a relationship that is meant for you and you have better opportunities out there in the world. 
there are so many times where people will keep themselves in these types of relationships, myself included. I've been there, whether it be a job, a friendship, or a romantic relationship, that you believe that there are not better opportunities out there. You think that the person you're with, the job that you're at, the friend that you are venting to is truly the best option you have. And sometimes the idea of cutting them off or being fully lonely is so much scarier than trying to find another option. Sometimes we also make excuses for the people we love because we've seen them at their best and we cannot possibly accept that their worst behavior is their neutral state. When you're truly feeling lonely and cornered like this and you don't have any avenue for support, this is where I urge people to rely and look for professional services like a therapist or a help center that is truly going to help you get back on your feet in these moments of severe difficulty. Resilience does not only have to be struggle. It can be plans of action with people who you did not expect to ever have to rely on. If you're in a position where you truly feel this way, like you are lonely and backed up into a corner and professional resources are the only thing that you can feel are truly supportive, I need to talk to you for a second. And I just wanna tell you that your efforts do not go unnoticed. It is a really big deal that you are taking steps to take care of yourself when there is simply no room for error. But at the end of the day, if you are someone who is truly just picking themselves up by the bootstraps and figuring out day by day with no one else in your corner. I am so proud of you and I love you so much and I want you to keep going because you truly are such a resilient person. And if you're someone who does have a lot of people in their life and still feels lonely, still feels like they're struggling every single day, <laughs> you're not alone, friend. There are people in this world who have a lot of support to fall back on, whether it be friendships, relationships, money, whatever. But even those people have moments of extreme loneliness, extreme difficulty. And so you can only imagine how people with less privilege feel. And so if you are one of these people, even with whatever percentage of support you feel like you have, I want to tell you that you even listening to this podcast about resilience, caring to make steps and make changes in your life that are going to make your life a little bit more bearable are such a fucking gift. You are gifting joy to yourself. You are placing happiness into your life. This is how you create happiness. Not money, not opportunity, not a job. You. You alone telling yourself that you've got this and you're going to keep going just for a better life, just for you. That is a gift and that is resilience. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with me this week. Thank you so much for being patient in my absence and I look forward to speaking to you guys very soon. Peace out.